So, Marcus, great, great chat today. Uh, our first challenge is going to be trying to do this in 30 minutes, right? So we're, we're, we're <laughs> going to keep keep things moving along. Uh, a very quick introduction from my side. So I'm Paul McClatchy. I've worked in the recruitment space since uh, 2001, a similar time actually when job boards started. So when I tell my colleagues that, they think I'm totally ancient. Um, I run Engage People. We're a financial and technology recruitment business based in Dublin. About 16 full-time employees and, and a few um people on sort of a part-time basis. Uh, Dublin-based, slightly more focused on the permanent side. Um, in Ireland, we have the ERF, which is the Employment Recruitment Federation, similar to the REC. And the last two years, we've won the best small agency at that. And we've been nominated to our big awards bashes. Uh, so th this is at the end of November, our big awards bashes tomorrow night. So let, let, let's see what the coming days bring. Um, oh, nice. over, over to you, Marcus. Uh, yes, so I'm Marcus Nansen. I'm, I run NRG Resourcing. We're a uh, financial services specifically mortgage uh, industry recruiters. Um, we've got seven full-time employees and three um, part-time in the operations admin team. Uh, we have been going for eight years. However, I feel like we've been going for about two because we it was a lifestyle business before, before we started taking people on. It was just myself and my wife having a fun lifestyle type business until I realized that I didn't want to be on the phone when I was 80 and uh, you know building a legacy rather than that lifestyle mindset shift. So. Um, yeah, like I said, we, we deal with uh, the majority of the mortgage market. 90% of our business is, is in London, um, but we, we're UK-wide. Cool. Thanks a million for that. That, that, that all sounds interesting. Uh, I might, might kick off maybe. Give, give us your hot tips on the last 12, 18 months. What, what, what change have you seen? Yeah, absolutely. so it's been tough, right, in financial services. I think, I think it's the same for a lot of, uh, lot of industries. Um, I would shift the kind of the, the narrative on it in the sense that it's been good for us because there's a lot of dead wood in recruitment right there's a lot of people that came in when money was easy and it wasn't tough and people didn't know how to actually manage relationships and that kind of thing so for us as a business although for an industry i think it's very difficult i think for a small business like, like us like i've always said to everyone we've we've got 10 mouths to feed we've got 10 families to feed um you know we're not one of the large organizations that you've got so you've got hundreds of thousands to think about um so for us it's been a really tough year to, to kind of narrow it down but ha at the same time the positives are it's got rid of a lot of deadwood you know the, the people have had to really concentrate on our processes and really concentrate on our relationships and i think that's that's been a massive plus so um positives in that sense what about yourself paul yeah so i like the economy's been okay over here um a couple of different factors like we're, we're looking on the domestic economy's been good so we, we like on the accountancy side it's industry so you know it, lots of different companies obviously higher in the finance space uh the banking side on the retail side is definitely contracted a little bit there's quite a few new fintechs um which would be good for us i think like the big things is that the whole so i'd say like you know probably 18 months ago the whole hybrid thing was a headache you know it, it there was such a divide the first conversation that every candidate wants to have was you know what flexibility existed and while on some you know maybe the u.s multinationals very strong instead of offering hybrid working a lot of irish companies were like you know the opposite they they wanted people at their desk where they could see them so it, it was really sort of working through that piece trying to sort of reason on both sides i think that's probably why do you think that was why, why do you think that they didn't yeah, roll with I, the hybrid i mean i don't think it worked but why, yeah. why do you think they were so short of it I think there was a sort of a trust piece, basically. So COVID, obviously, you know, it, it was pretty strict here. I mean, about the same as UK, basically, people couldn't yeah. come into the office. And therefore, I think a lot of people got to like that. Some companies probably felt that maybe the leadership were losing their grip a little bit. I, 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 think, every, I think every business, every sector, man, is, is like totally different. I, 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 I find it very hard to say like that one size fits all. 
from our point of view, we're in the office most of the time. It's a commitment that I make when people start with our business, you know, that I'm going to work really hard and get them up to speed, basically to be around the culture of being with good recruiters. I think to me, it's absolutely essential. Um, but then a lot, lot of, you know, the, the transport network in Ireland isn't amazing. You have a lot of people who live an hour and a half away from their desk and therefore there's a big push around that, around that piece. I, I, I would say it's calmed down a bit, you know, it, it's less of the headline conversation that we have with candidates. Um, and then I just say in general, like the, our rates are probably going up. You know, I, I think that there's definitely, and I, I found tier round very good for this now, and it's probably building confidence to go to clients now. So, so we, we don't really want to be on a PSL with three or four other companies. Um, we have a goal in three years at 75% to be exclusive or retained, probably 50% plus at the moment. And we found that companies, if they're going to like five or six recruiters and expecting the same thing, we're, we're just, we've been less up for that of late and we've been yeah. able to charge higher rates. Um and it, it's 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 working pretty well. So I, I think that that's pretty well, positive. I think that is the, the what I said before about the positive of the market changing, right? That those mm. those kind of ten percent recruiters had to leave because they didn't build relationships. They were banging out the low hanging fruit, which yeah. there was none. So when we all could hang our hats on the good solid relationships that we built up, I think they're the ones that it's been detrimental to. So definitely for that for that kind of thing, like upping our fees, um, not doing. I mean, we don't we don't have any retained businesses yet, but that's certainly a model we're going to look at in the new year. Uh, and that's just through being too busy, you know. It just yeah. it, it just makes complete sense. As it organically moves to that, um, and we don't tend to work with other recruiters as well. And we sell it very well. That uh, it's really easy for us to work with mortgage brokers. So it's an easy one to explain that if you if I'm giving you a mortgage and it's going to six other mortgage brokers, how hard are you going to work on it? You know, yeah, so totally, they yeah. they can they can kind of get that analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tell us that ne next twelve eighteen months, what 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 do you see coming down the line? Maybe, maybe in your own business. And then any changes you see in the sector in general or what, what, what trends do you see? Yes, apologies, my phone is going off in my ear as well. Um, I think well, the market's picking up for us, definitely. I think we can see it in the last month of this. That's across the, across the board. Um, whether that is all industry, you know, I can't speak for every industry, but certainly with, with finance, now the interest rates have leveled out. People know this is the new normal. Um, you know, it's not so much of a wait and see anymore. I think that's really positive. And I think that the last 12 months is probably hard graft and actually, um, again, all the relationship management side of things and making sure that we're doing the right thing by everyone. I think that's going to see us in good stead for the next kind of 12, 13. And hopefully, who knows, we might get a good run at recruitment for a while where there's no major disasters and we can all uh, we can all have a good run at it. Yeah. Well. yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, and, and just in your, I mean, any major sort of technology or anything you've, you've utilised? Um, and I know we talk about in TRN and, there's some pieces are more useful than others. Any, anything you've brought in that you found to be um, useful? Any tools over 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 the next eighteen months or so that you have in mind? Um, we bought in behavioural testing, which has been a bit of a game changer for us. I mean, we already do video interviews, which was a which was a step up. But for us, it was all about thinking about things other people aren't doing. So we want to charge mm -hmm. a higher premium, right? And everyone could do the basics of our job. So how do we separate ourselves? So we bought in behavioural testing for the clients, uh, the video interviewing, just to. They're getting a lot more bang for their buck when it comes to candidate uh, delivery, yeah. uh, which has proven successful and it helps with retention because uh, we kind of sell it on, we all hire on um, experience and stack on behavior. So why don't we test that first? And I think that's been really helpful. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the tech that's been the biggest game changer for us or will be moving forward. I think it, it will be adopted by a lot more people. So getting in there as soon as you can yeah. is obviously a good thing. Oh, wait yourself, how sort of tech, what yeah, tech are you? Um... Yeah, yeah, look, a few different things. So we, we use Audro on the video interview side. Um, I, I'd send a lot of captures, basically, to clients and candidates just at different points of the day or different points of a process. Now, we find, find it sort of good for keeping in touch. Um, 
this I generally work on senior positions. But most of the time, I do sort of a video in, um, overview piece when I'm submitting a CV, which we find to be good. That that talent dashboard thing we find to be slick enough. Um, yeah, I I think like the next eighteen months for us. So that, like the bit the one of the big changes we we, we like far we receive far fewer applications in general that are relevant, right? So we're like yeah. our spend across LinkedIn, the big sites here are Irish Jobs, which I, I think is owned by, it's a total jobs basically. So very similar situation. Where by, yeah, yeah, where they would have, you know, tried to charge twice the price for half the slots basically. So that conversation, <laughs> as you can imagine, yeah, that, that was probably a hard sell from their side. And indeed, so we, we, we're, we've had this goal for like over the next three years that we want we want 50% of our placements come, to come from our own talent pools. Um, that sounds very ambitious, and it's like, what you know, what the hell is a talent pool? <laughs> but we're, excuse me, we're just building up sort of communication channels. We obviously we just want to identify people who are the best of the best in the market. So, say if it's in the recently qualified accounting space, you know, you're looking at whatever you want to call them, A players or NPCs is obviously yeah. the terminology. And then we've got a good communication channel to engage. Now it's ambitious. There's obviously that noise out there. <clears throat> But that, that's something we put into play. Um, you know, we run various podcasts, lots of different sort of events and stuff like that. So, so that, that, that would be the plan to build that out. Um, and then there's obviously just, you know, the the I think the market for spec ins, and I, and I know this is like the oldest trick in the book, but I think it's like, it's really your shop window. You know, if you're constantly sharing good profiles. Now, to me, I think it works. You're showing really well. value, aren't you? You're just showing that yeah. you've got intrinsic value to them. You've got some good to go. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know what you think, Marcus. Now, I I I would only really encourage the guys to do it when there's a relationship in place. I I don't. I'm not a huge believer of spec and random C or sorry, spec and CVs or like obviously quality CVs into people that haven't really spoken to before. I think that it really works well where there's been an initial conversation. Maybe we've worked on a role with them previously. We've had a conversation with them. And more often than not, if we spec someone in, it, it opens up engagement. Sometimes they'll say, look, that guy looks brilliant. Let's, let's get him in. Or look, not hiring at that level. We'd love to chat to you about this. So to me, like it, it's it's one of these things that prob- probably most of us do and most of your good recruiters are doing in any way. But to me, it's just, it's it's a good, smart strategy. Maybe Monday morning's half an hour. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's been useful. And for some of our guys, and we're, we're going to chat about BD and the various functions around that. But, uh, you know, I think spec ins are, are a fairly, it, it's a fairly low um uh, friction point you know it's an easy it's, it's really interesting actually to say that because it, I mean, I, i've always done all the bd in our business previously and we've just taken on a new bd uh client relationship managers we call them um and the difference in specking a cv now in between specking a cv to someone who's had two to six touch points with us so yeah jumped an email campaign added some value already is absolutely phenomenal so you're right i don't think it's just a great door opener but if it's a third touch point fourth touch point we're going add value, add value, look, here's someone, then yeah. it's a huge difference. And you can see that in her answer rate. Um, so I absolutely agree. I think the specking is incredible if someone's already knows, trusts you, or, or has had some sort of dealing with you. And that, yeah. and that, goes, that goes in the BD strategy, I think. Yeah. The, the other area was sort of, you know, you read a lot about is um, this area of skills-based hiring, whereby, you know, r- rather than maybe looking at someone's uh, – a levels, leave what we call the leaving certificate. You know their degree that they're just interested in, basically. You know their skills within a specific area, um, rather than the qualification side. Now, I, I think initially when people were reading about, it, they were sort of confused, thinking like, you know, it doesn't really matter if this person's communication skills or if they're a decent person or not. It's just about their skills. I, I, from my understanding now, just having sort of leaned into a little bit, I, I think the whole personality profile is still evaluated, but. 
it's a funny one. I, I, I don't know about your, your space now, and I, and I know the mortgage broker market, but because the qualifications that are required, I, I still think that most of these people are probably going to have gone through a similar-ish route whereby, whether it's A-levels or university, and then doing their... Um, so we have what's called the QFA here, basically, to be a qualified... Yeah, so we have C, yeah, we have CMAP. So uh, to be honest with you, and I, this is a detriment to my clients because I say it to them as well, it's such a low bar that it isn't like an A-level uni CMAP. Yeah. It's like I've got my CMAP. I did it in two weeks in lockdown just to prove that it can be done right, relatively okay, easy. Good for you. Uh, yeah. And also to have that that kind of connection with my clients. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, we don't tend to look as much at like education on the side of things for mortgages because it is very much on that that qualification and their, again their behaviours and how they sales. how they can act because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still a sales role, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and tell us, so if we were looking at, there's a few points of discussion now. So you, you mentioned with the client relationship piece. What what was your journey, Marcus, in that space? Is, is it is this that Marcus gets to go home? Because there's a saying as in, if you're responsible for everything, then you don't get to go home. And like a lot of businesses, the the, business, the founder is, is the main BD guy yeah. or gal. Um, so so you're thinking to yourself, look, Mar Marcus wants to go home at some point. So you, you, you <laughs> I think get along to those lines, or Marcus wants to exit at some point. But yeah. You, what, because I've done it forever, for, forever. I've done this yeah. for, for so long. It's just become relatively easy. So we have a, we've got great operations managers. We sit down and we work out processes of candidate delivery and how we can increase it and that kind of thing. And actually, there's no process to what I do. I've got a great, I've got podcasts. That I'm very lucky that mortgage brokers listen to, and they that attracts good kind of a lead magnet. We've got a few lead magnets that I can add value to, but. Mine's just time in the game, really, if I'm on it. I mean, it's probably probably done, done my skill set a bit, but you know what I mean? It's just, I'm doing it a long time. So actually, what, we, what was really important, I couldn't, I couldn't map that out. So what, to get a new BD person in and actually map that out as to the full process of what we do to make a good business development person, I think was really important for the business to grow later mm. um, because mine couldn't be copied unless you'd been doing it a long time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah. It, yeah. it really helped with the process side of things. We weren't desperate for a... Um, new business or anything like that but actually to grow the business that you can't be just evolved around me um yeah. and it can't and, and there has to be some sort of strategy behind it yeah. and mine wasn't if i'm honest so um as, as successful as it was i feed kind of five or six candidate delivery people under my business coming in but it's not something you could scale so yeah. we had to look at the next person coming to scale yeah um just in, in regards to your kind of your bd strategy do you do you, you want 8360 or do you yeah, Philly, and just ask you on, on that person. Then, did they have a recruitment background, or were they from outside the sector? Or what, what was the client relationship manager's background? They're, they're from recruitment. Yeah, they're from recruitment. Been in it years. Never done financial services. but been for in, in tech. Yeah. Um, obviously, tech took a big wallop. So we've got a good couple of recruiters um, awesome. recently, just because you know there's quality that are, that are actively looking, or the desks weren't as, as um, fruitful as they have been. So yeah, um, we took the plunge on a couple of decent hires when we didn't weren't desperate for them because the market wasn't great, but that's going to pay dividends, right? The first yeah. piece jump in, you either reap the benefits or you think first, don't you? So hopefully it's, yeah. uh, hopefully it's reap the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I think on our side, so we, we do have a dedicated, so in the last sort of six months, uh, but someone in specifically who's, who doesn't do, do a 360 desk at all, um, three or four managers, and then probably another two, three sort of senior recruiters. I, I would push them quite a bit, Marcus. I, I think if you're recruiting for positions above like 50 or 60K, I think there's so much opportunity to speak to them. Like, so we, we call them sort of like a level one is like a screening called level two is, is, you know, you, you stick around for a little bit longer. How's that? Yeah. How's your business going? Tell us 2024, you know, how, how's business looking for you guys? 
what are the challenges and you, you know you're looking for a bit of information the level three call is you're dealing with the cfo or it could be a finance or a decision maker it could be you know an operations director I, I find by and large marcus that they're almost expecting you to ask the question about their existing business or a previous business so i, I think that to me it's sort of like the spec in thing it's just yeah. building in a couple of extra pieces in so i, I would push the guys on that um i would say pr probably similar to yourself and that you know I've, I've been at this a long time um you know you you You've, you've become very sort of sharp around asking the right questions, you know, looking for introductions. Uh, we do have, there's a big chap who works with us, David Pierce, who is, uh, he was a former president of the Dublin Chamber of Commerce. He was on the exec in Ulster Bank, which was uh, a part of RBS, basically one of the bigger banks here. Yeah. Um, and he, he's been very good at that sort of board level, you know, in terms of um, experienced people, basically of opening doors, and that's worked very well. So do we have a machine sort of on that, pathway and i definitely feel that you know we're in a more of a position to sort of scale but i probably never lose that you know that push around the team like i, I feel if there's a manager um who's earning at a good level i think it's part of their responsibility if they really want to grow the division to me if they're passive about new business basically i just think it's it's, it's probably just not going to work you know over the longer term because it's you have to be hungry the whole time and you can't miss out on opportunities that are right in front of you when you're dealing with senior candidates that that, 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 that sort of my my, uh, my my two cents yeah I think I think that as well with the, with the candidate delivery team. They're under no illusion, right? They're ever, we're all in business development, aren't we? Mm. Whether we whether it's our title or not, it, they are. Everyone we work with at the moment, we're really blessed. We don't have a junior team, so everyone's pretty senior. So yeah. what that means is that they can all spot opportunities. You yeah. know, there's not it can't just be me and and the BD person gunning for that. We're all speaking to managers on a daily basis. So yeah, hundred percent. Although yeah. you know we are one eighty in the sense that we're purely BD, and we don't you know I don't do interviewing, and they don't do. It's a development course, if you like, but yeah, we're all in it, aren't we? We all know, if to, I think that's important, even if you're 160 or, oh, sorry, 180 or 360, is that everyone buys into the, the thing we have to do to grow the business yeah. Is, yeah. is to pick yeah. up more business. So yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And tell me, tell me this, right? So you've obviously you've got your podcast, sounds good. What, 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 what do you, when, when, if I was to ask the question about how you guys separate yourself from the crowds, uh, which is not easy in in any sort of services. So, so people might say, say in the finance world, well, what, you know, what is the difference in KPMG and EY? And it's it's you know there might be sort of small pieces, but by and large, people view them sort of similar enough. But um, you 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 guys have invested in marketing. Uh, yeah, we invest heavily. Do you know what? Someone comes to me a couple of years ago. One, my, one of my best clients, and their their marketing is sensational. They are the they're probably the best ultra high net worth brokerage in London. And he said to me, "You're not a recruitment company. You're a, you're a marketing company who does recruitment." And he said, much the same as we're not a brokerage, we're a marketing company that sells mortgages. And that flipped my whole mindset on it because actually we're very good at what we do, but at the same time, someone can easily copy the basics of recruitment, mm. right? But what they can't do is get that marketing. Marketing in getting in front of everyone for us to be the go-to people is really all we're aiming at. So we've, we've done things like we, we've written e-book, I've written a couple of e-books just to add value about how to retain 100% of the staff you want to keep and, um, just making sure we're just making sure we're adding value all the time. Obviously, the podcast gets cut up into marketing, um, but any way we can think of getting in front of our clients. So the most important thing is touch points, yeah, because it's not one bit of amazing marketing; it's ten bits of good marketing yeah. in it. Yeah. So I think that does separate us. I think sometimes recruitment as a industry is a bit lost with the marketing. You know, when we're like. Mm. Uh, we know we've got to do it, but we don't really because everyone, you know, we're old school. Everyone bangs on the phone yeah. and that kind of thing. But I can't speak to a Wembley Arena size place of mortgage brokers. Like no one cares enough about what I say. Hmm. I can write something online and I can add value that way. And that's yeah. how many people get to see it. So 
I think that completely fits on its head for us in regards to marketing that that's the most important thing for us because yeah. everything else can be everything else can be copied but whilst you're thinking about getting ahead of everyone else by getting in front of them in front of the clients um then I, yeah I just think it, it puts you so far further up the uh further up the chain I want people to think of us when they think they about yeah. mortgage jobs I want them to think of us that are constantly but always trying to think of the marketing that, that benefits that yeah and do you, do you dedicate time each week, Marcus, to your, your um, to your content and what you post? Right? What, what what's your own strategy? Because it, it is one of these things. Typically, when I speak to, um, you know, recruiters really at all levels as well as business owners, it's sometimes a real nice to have, you know. But then it gets kicked down the road for for other stuff. How how, how do you manage it that you're consistent? Yeah, that's a good question. So so we it's not nice to have to me. Like ninety percent of my business comes from social media, so I don't have to make cold calls and that kind of thing. We're very blessed in that in that side but yeah. that is because of a strategic like mortgage brokers say to me i see you everywhere and i say to them it's not an accident yeah. like this is this is exactly what i want so i think the easiest thing to do if people aren't doing it is we get to speak to people that have a problem every day yeah so talk about that problem and how you solve it yeah. and that's our kind of strategy and make sure it's pointed at i don't understand recruiters that talk about recruitment like my people don't care what i do for a living they care about how mm. to solve their problem yeah. So I think it's really important when you're when you're all your marketing, all your social media has to be pointed at your clients, what their pain points are, and how you can make it better for them. Because and yeah. and that's kind of that's the sole purpose of it. Yeah. So we we uh, and probably would have uh, raised. I I think my like sixth or seventh hire was um, a marketing professional, basically to bring someone in around the content side. And and, and like you say, so combination of really having a strong sort of presence across LinkedIn. Uh, so yeah. we, we have an email tracker, basically. So we have four now, so one for accountancy, another one for the retail banking, so another financial service, another one for insurance. Um, and it's similar to that now. We just need to keep getting better and better. I think we're really getting to that point, Marcus, like you say, about solving problems rather than it being like, you know, there was an element of me chatting about me or one of the guys. Now, I, I don't, I don't yeah, yeah. each of the guys do it. And, you know, at the end of the day, probably a lot of people don't care you know they, they want to hear about how, how these problems are going to be solved um i think like there's one or two people have come into the team over recent years and they've just been all over and to them it's like totally obvious well this is going to be the quickest way for me to build a brand and a network in this space and i think it's worked very very well so yeah i i, I would be on the same boat there's always the piece and i probably give like our marketing so aiden and he, he's one or two people that sort of work with him and i probably give him a hard time 24 7 because of the metrics piece and because you, you and i are like used to getting deals on the board basically and that's that that's yeah, the yeah. currency that we value um but i i, I think so we we had a call recently and, and, and maybe they say this to everyone um but it was our sort of linkedin account director and she was saying look when it comes to uh you know branding that she would point other companies in our direction for our size which i took as a compliment i'm always want right, us, yeah yeah, yeah I, I always want us to be um you know to have more tangible outcomes and i'm inspired actually by what you've mentioned there that you, you would see it as being an absolute critical part of your week rather than it being a nice to have oh yeah well, we had the same conversation with, with nads my, my bdm person said I've come here and it was like, it's an add-on. Like I had to do it because I knew it was part of what I had to do. Now she sees it as a big part of her job. Yeah. Um, because you can't reach that many people on a phone call. You know, you just you physically can't. And you can't add value. You can't, I think there were the podcasts and videos and that kind of thing. The main barrier we've always had, right, is, is recruiters calling up companies and no one knows who you are. Hmm. You know, it's a trust barrier. You're saying yeah. as dodgy days recruitment is just called up and offered 10%. Like, isn't it, it's, it's impossible <laughs> To change yeah. that on a on a phone call, if they've yeah. seen you already, be surprised how many Zoom yeah. calls are going. They go, oh, it feels like I'm on your podcast, yeah. and that's I think. I, and in all honesty, it's imposter syndrome. It feels weird that anyone listens to it, but 
for someone to say that, I know you've broken down the trust barrier. They've yeah, contacted totally, you. Yeah. They already know your face. They know how you speak. As long as you, as long as you're authentic every time you speak, you know you can't be something different when you're on social media. But yes, it was a massive game changer for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So, so we maybe one of the questions around uh, will technology replace recruiters? So I, I'm going to give you uh, my, my my opinion on this. Um, so I mentioned when I first started out, like, you know, so the job boards were coming in and people were like, oh, geez, that could be the end of agencies. And then when LinkedIn was coming in, people were like, oh, geez, so that's going to be the, you know, like to me, the, the, those sort of moments of truth and touch points, the, the value I've had, like, I, I think if anything, it just, it, it's, and look, I'm obviously totally biased because I, I run a recruiting business. So obviously I'm going to be, uh, you know, selling the story. Do I think like the candidate screening could be done? I think maybe at a basic level of can that there might be sort of Q and A, and I think artificial intelligence might be useful from that point of view. But I think even in a screening call, like there's so many variables of different pieces that you're discussing, pushing, probing, um, and that it requires a level of assertiveness for us to get underneath it. And I, there's just like there's so many deals that I would see happening on a daily basis that just wouldn't happen without our involvement. You know, we're managing different 100%. personalities, managing different processes. Um, I, I was at. I've mentioned last night it was at an event and there were some solicitors there and, and they would be you know maybe concerned about because I, I, I do think from a contracts perspective that chat GPT yeah. is very useful from that point of view but when it comes to like you know a case basically or someone suing someone else man that people are going to be on the phone they want to speak to solicitors it's just the stakes are way too high um, and I, I would see right from pitching a role to someone you know understanding what their challenges are uh, preparing people for interview to me the, the value that we add in those situations, I, I, I think would be hard to match uh, in, in a sort of artificial format. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think we use AI for the tedious jobs, the jobs that no one sees, the, all the crap you've got to do in the background that yeah. you know, recruits have to do. Um, so it's cut down on that side of things. But actually that human interaction, it's a little bit like um, for our clients, say for underwriters. So you can they can use AI to get an underwriting system to say yes or no to something, but actually there's no vanilla cases anymore. So if it's like a development or whatever it is, there's nothing vanilla. And it's the same for our job. There's no vanilla job. You fit this role. This is perfect. You can't do it. There's too many nuances that I don't think. And some of those are emotionally linked as well. And AI is not good at picking up emotion, right? They can pick up mm. facts on paper. But actually, this is the most emotionally led um, decision that anyone's going to make in their life, apart from maybe buying their house um, or you know, starting a family, et cetera. Your job is the biggest thing in your, in your life. So there's so many emotional nuances attached to it that I don't think can be picked up by AI. And you're right, yeah. in regards to video interviewing, we don't go down a list of questions. We go down rabbit holes that aren't going to be picked up by non-humans yeah. because we're like, this is going to help you. You know, if I delve further into this, this is going to be the difference between you getting the job or not. And I, I don't think, maybe it can be, we'll be replaced and there'll be two Hoovers chatting to each other next year, mm -hmm. but I just can't see it. I can't see yeah. it change because it's, it's too much of an emotional purchase, yeah. if you like. Yeah. So, Mark, we'll, we'll finish maybe a little bit about mindset. Uh, so I'm going to ask you basically. So obviously, as you mentioned, the marketplace has been tighter over the last period of time. Uh, when I messaged you this morning, you're, you're in the gym at 5 a.m., so maybe, maybe that's your secret. Uh, but how, 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 do you, how, how do you keep your own, sort of, what, your own sort of state management and then how do you influence your team from that point of view? In all honesty, when we talk about mindset for mine, when you said about being in the gym at 5 in the morning, I have to do all that stuff. And I could bore you for ages about the things. I'm a bit obsessive about my start in the morning about how I get up and what I have to do and that kind of thing so I won't I won't bore you with the whole thing but if I didn't do that genuinely my mindset slips like if I if I don't do the seven things I've got to do first thing in the morning nothing works um so that's probably just maybe a minute nuts but um in regards to the mindset in a tight market I think 
it has helped that we've got a lot of senior people. I think if you've got a junior market, I do feel for, for people that have to explain to someone, like, this is not a tough market, this is just the market, this is just something we've got to work on. Mm. But I think mindset-wise, a lot of our guys have been through it. They know that in this two-tail path. Um, but I think it's just portraying that to everyone as well, just making sure you get across. And also, on a, on a working hard side of things, like we have had it relatively easy. Mm. So if it takes double the calls to make the same amount of money, make double the calls. Yeah, and people will say it's not sustainable, but a tight market isn't forever. So you just have to do it. But if you can, if you can get to that side and you get your mindset right that that this is what it takes to make money now. If you you like it or lump it, sink or swim. But it is it's too easy to blame the market and go oh. Yeah. This, you, you look at guys who blame the market and then end up with making less calls. Like well, that's not that's not the market. That's you. Yeah. So I think it is about just gearing people up to go. Look, it's, it, it's tougher. Let's not let's not pretend we're living in a wonderful fantasy world but at the same time we can commit to working really really hard and doing everything we're trying for our customers and making sure we do every relationship and never missing a social media post stuff like that just yeah. to just to get through it so yeah i think mindset's a massive part to play in that uh, kind of type of market yeah what about yes. yourself yeah similar and look I, i'm very lucky but there's i've um there's several people who've worked with us for for um for quite a few years now and like i, I would be at saying to the cheese i'd be something like inspired by them in terms of their commitment and effort and on, on the days whereby you know that it feels like a bit of a push basically because they're operating at such a strong level basically that i think that that sort of pulls everyone along um yeah i, I guess similar marks i would exercise quite a bit in the morning myself whether i um combo or going to the gym or cycling to work and i just think that puts me in a really positive frame of mind every day um i'm very lucky i always feel excited about you know even like with covid it was sort of a new challenge a new opportunity it's definitely it's you know the sector we're in is tough there's no question about it i, th- I try and be extremely understanding and empathetic when stuff falls out you know whether it's like counter offers happen it doesn't happen at the last minute uh, i've worked in environments before where it was the opposite basically you know and it was sort of there was a shame around those things and then um you know i think i think it was to create a good environment where it's fun that people enjoy coming in into every day but you have to be able to make decisions behind closed yeah. doors and, and and to be able to you know at the right times and I, I think everyone goes through different phases whereby um pro- probably six months of the year they're up their absolute peak and there's other times it's nudging people along and it's it's just sort of striking the right balance basically from, from a leadership point of view um i i do i like the trn sessions and there's a business coach as a group i'm in i think it's good to be challenged from our point of view that you're not in a yeah. <clears throat> as a leader in the business that you're like whatever you says goes you know i, I think you have to have other people pushing and challenging a little bit you know so i, I enjoy just you know speaking to like people like yourself yeah just get get them there you know on that actually we talked about this morning about the benefit of having a diverse team is that you know people make the mistake of employing someone who's like them and then everyone agrees then Mm. you don't know like you just said then no one's really being held accountable because you've got the same idea the benefit of having a diverse team is that you get a little bit of diverse thinking yeah um i think that's that's really important uh again it's kind of mindset wise but like you said then it keeps you accountable doesn't it if everyone just agreed with me I think every decision I made was amazing. And then, yeah. would, then it's my fault that it falls down the pattern and no one would correct me. So, yeah, yeah. I think you've got to leave your ego at the door a bit, haven't you? And, uh, yeah. and be able to take some, take some good feedback. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I love both. I love speaking yeah. to business owners as a rule of thumb, you know. And it's, um, yes, either, whether that be recruitment business owners or my, my team, I think that's um, it's the bit that I'm passionate about. So, I love it. Cool. Come on, Marcus. So look, a, a, a good way to wrap it up. And I, I think we've delivered on the 30 minutes. Uh, or, or there, have, we, have we actually so, done it? Yeah, I, I, th- I think poor Nate and TRM has gone on. No, these two guys are never, never going to show. <laughs> they're, they're never gonna show. So where, where's, one's where, an hour. Yeah, where, where, where's the best place to find you, Marcus? Uh, LinkedIn or? 
Uh, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Marcus yeah. Sampson on there, hopefully. So, uh, Marcus at NRG Resourcing. What about, what about you? Yeah, Paul McClatchy on LinkedIn. So, listen, buddy, great, 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 great to chat. I look forward to meeting in person at the next uh, meetup. Yeah, yeah, lovely to meet you. Cool. See you later. So I think I think that's it there now. So there, and there we just cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I did I bang on for too long? No, no, no. I, I, I thought I thought that was I thought that was really interesting. So uh, hopefully, good, oh, yeah, uh, useful content. Hey, I, I might check out your podcast now. Do I just go on to uh, Apple Podcasts and type in a uh, go on Spotify? Spotify. We're on Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. Um, do you know what the best thing about podcast? Genuinely, lead magnet wise, it's the greatest lead magnet I've ever done because of all the marketing we get from it. Yeah. And I don't have to say much. Because you've got an expert talking and all of a sudden you're an authority, aren't you? Because yeah. you're stood next to an expert talking. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. Great. And I genuinely, I love mortgage. It sounds really sad, but I do love the industry I'm in. So it's really easy to sit and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that sounds really smart. I, I think we, we, we have a podcast um, which is going well. It, there's probably just too wide a variety, basically, of, um, of, of people who are involved, or, or sorry, guests. Whereas it seems to me like you have yours laser focused in on... Um, your um you know client, on your yeah, 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 yeah yeah absolutely and the other thing is it's a great bd tool because i can't phone someone up and ask if they've got any jobs but i can phone someone up and ask yeah. if they want to be on my podcast totally. and the totally. ego whose yeah. ego is going to say no and then they just yeah. assume you're you're, you're too, you know you work yeah. together yeah it's um yeah it's great so did you hear my phone going off in that no couldn't hear it couldn't hear it i was going off in my ear i don't think no, never been connected to my phone either yeah, yeah, not, 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 not to worry. Um, cool. Well, listen, I, I tell, I'm, I'm going to the gig in January, uh, Marcus. So we might, might catch up then. Are, are you going to the meetup in January? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll see you at the, uh, see you at the Rumble. Yeah, cool.